Welcome back to Builders Voices. In this episode, Managing Editor of House Builder and Developer magazine, James Parker, speaks to Kelly Worrell of NH Construction and Yorkshire Marketing Consultants to see how SMEs can effectively market themselves in an evolving sector. Thanks to the Federation of Master Builders for their collaboration on this podcast, helping to bring you some of the best builders' voices. Kelly Worrell got the bug for construction in 2015 when she began renovating properties with her partner, who's a builder. They enjoyed it so much that they set up a development company, NH Construction, specialising in masonry and stonework in home improvements, with her husband being a trained stonemason. Kelly had a successful career as a marketer and formed Yorkshire Marketing Consultants in 2019, which soon began to focus on construction trades and home improvement firms. Her experience and interest in house building has given her the inside knowledge on marketing success in construction, particularly the benefits of using social media and online advertising. She has some great insights for house builders on the do's and don'ts of marketing your construction business. As online marketing, like social media itself, continues to evolve quickly, keeping on top of it in a tough market can be challenging. Bearing that in mind, this builder's voice is very much worth a listen. Thanks very much, Kelly, for joining us. And uh, I know you've got some really good tips, especially on the, on the marketing front. Briefly, would you just outline your background for us and how you got into construction in the first place? Yeah, of course. So thank you so much for having me on. We, we set up NH Construction, um, which is our construction company, to focus more on the residential side of things. Um, my partner is actually um, a stonemason by trade, so we right. specialise in stonework. So that's how NH Construction came about. And then in 2019, um, myself, after 12 years in various marketing roles, I set up my marketing company, Yorkshire Marketing Consultants. Um, And then fast forward a few years, the majority of my clients were trades, home improvement companies, and I really resonated with them. um, And I knew how to get results for them as well. So I actually niched um, working exclusively with trade and construction businesses. Did that sort of organically happen? You kind of it did with, yeah. yeah it was just you know I knew how to get results for them I could I understood them as a business owner but also I think what's really important is I understand their target market because yeah. I am one you know I'm a female homeowner I renovate properties I'm always looking for trades um so yeah I just kind of fell into it and it made sense and now I exclusively work with them I, I don't really take from anyone else who isn't within the industry well I actually have 15 clients um so they range from I've got builders I've got um windows and door specialists I've got garden rooms I've got kitchen companies companies um glass specialists i've got paving suppliers so who supply yeah. to trade um so yeah I've, I've got a range of, of clients and you're doing the mix of marketing for them direct to customers yeah, yeah some of them are targeting trades okay and then you you realized social media was going to be core to it did you or uh, did did that was, well, that was that strategy from the beginning as it were no, so I actually started my career 12 years ago in SEO. Yeah. Um, and then I was like head of marketing. I had a couple of apprentices under me. I've worked in agencies and in-house. So right. I've kind of done it all in terms of marketing. You know, I've done web development. Um, but for me, 
I specialize now in paid advertising because you can see that return on investment and Mm -hmm. it gives me a thrill, to be honest. You know, there's not many uh, marketing channels that you can say, right, this is how much you've spent. This is how many leads you've had. This is what your cost per acquisition is. And this is what your return on investment is. Whereas with paid advertising, whether that be social media marketing or Google advertising, you can do that. So um, as in you can measure, measure clicks, et cetera. Absolutely. Right. Okay. Well, you can measure return on investment. Yeah. And I think it depends what stage you're at in business as well. Is you know, if it, and what your goal is, I think initially, you know, startups, I don't really work with startups, um, okay. just because I think initially their strategy needs to be more brand awareness. You know, they right. do need to have some sort of investment into the world of marketing without expecting a return initially because you haven't built up that brand, you don't have that reputation, you don't have reviews. It's pretty cutthroat in terms of house building at the moment at the smaller end and and people need to think hard about all the various marketing angles I mean because I assume that sometimes it's kind of word of mouth you know local builder so would you say using social media is essential for small firms um yeah I would and the reason for that is whether you like social media or not as a business owner your Mm. customers are on there yeah. There's no doubt about it, you know. Um, so, yeah, you need to be on there. Okay. And we're talking house builders. Yeah. Right. Uh, uh, generally speaking, are, are they doing it a lot, as, as far as you're aware? SME, are they on Facebook actively? Yeah, or? they are. Um, okay. They are. I mean, a lot of my clients that I work with are people who um, don't have the time nor do they have the knowledge to Mm -hmm. spend time on social media. Social media is evolving rapidly. Um, You know, there's a lot of time needed now to invest into social media marketing. Because, you know, I wonder if they're a bit concerned about how to manage their content as well and not say the wrong thing and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Or just, I presume, having a page and then not not using it is almost worse, worse than not having one, right? I mean... Yeah. Why bother? Yeah, we need to be, yeah, absolutely need to be consistent. Could you explain your role now at uh, NH and what kinds of work the firm encompasses, please? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, mainly we do residential extensions uh, from groundworks to plasterboard. Uh, We work directly with homeowners, but we we also subcontract a lot of our bricklayers and stonemasons to other construction companies as well. Um, so my role there is, is marketing and accounts. So I liaise with clients, I send tenders, um, estimates to, to consumers. Yeah, we've, we've worked on quite a lot of um, buildings up here in Yorkshire, mm. um, you know, Fountains Abbey being one of them. Wow. Um, so that's all Ashley Stone, um, the Everyman Cinema in Harrogate. Um, they, we built that as well. So when we do residential, that is from, um, from foundations to plaster so you know we have contractors where we have joiners on board we have plasterers on board um you know we have roofers etc and then you naturally just moved into the marketing side and you're your marketing yeah, it director just made yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. 
marketing director i mean yeah at 12 years in marketing yeah. I, I can't build a house unfortunately <laughs> so <laughs> yeah so so my place is uh, my place is in the office i think you know i always say about my partner he can build you a house but he can't send an email <laughs> so you know computers is not his uh computers is not his forte which i think i find with a lot of my clients as well um you know they're excellent at what they do but opening a facebook page and you know, they're just like, where do I start with this kind of thing? So, but yeah, what, what made you really want to harness social media in particular? I think, I th- like I said before, I think whether you like it or not is irrelevant. It, it's where your customers hang out. And I think whenever we look at marketing as a business owner, mm. we need to think about our, our customers. Who are we trying to target? So a, a study I once saw from Simply Business yeah. showed 67% of UK homeowners surveyed said that their primary source when researching a company or service is social media. Wow. So 67% of UK homeowners. That is why, as a business targeting homeowners, we need to be on social media. You know, I I say this all the time. I recommended a joiner once about two years Mm -hmm. ago. Um, Somebody came to me, asked for a joiner, and I've got a screenshot of their response. And their response was along the lines of, hi, Kelly, thanks for recommending the joiner. Um, They haven't posted on their Facebook for two years. So I actually don't think they're still in business. Um, I appreciate your recommendation, but I'm going to find someone else. Okay. So, wow. you know, that joiner was still in business, mm-hmm. but because he hadn't posted on his, his socials for two years, they thought he wasn't in business. You know, so this, you know, these are statistics, um, you know, from from UK surveys as to why we need to be on there. I think there's a lot of negativity from the industry about Facebook and um, poor quality leads and everything like that, poor quality customers, penny pinchers. But without being too blunt, that's because they're doing it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) You know, they're targeting wrong. It does work. But I think, you know, when when you try it yourself um, without really knowing what you're doing, Mm -hmm. then things don't work. Then you have a bad um, view of something is the wrong way to go about it. It depends on the type of advertising and investment. And, you know, you can measure the return, what we were saying before. Um, For example, I had a client last month. They messaged me saying they generated 68 grand Mm. worth of jobs in seven days from their advertising. What sort of client was that? uh, So they're a Windows and Doors company. Um, And they spent £752 Mm -hmm. on their advertising in those seven days. The secrets of success is understanding your customers. How does that play out when you're going for a Facebook ad campaign, as it were? So if if we think about it this yeah. way, we've got I, I've, I follow a lot of bricklayers, okay? And they are utilizing reels and things like that, which is great. Um, but their, for example, their video shows them on the trial, okay? Which is great for other bricklayers. Yes. And a lot of their following is also other bricklayers. Yeah. But that's not their target customer. No. Now, as a female homeowner who wants a beautiful extension, I don't want to see videos how of to, how to use a trowel. That, that doesn't excite yes. me. I think from the success I've found with my clients over the past five years, it's that end result, right. which can be hard depending on where you are as a trade. You know, if you are a groundsman, yes. you know, it's difficult to get those end pictures, but you can go back to the customer and say, look, can I get some finished shots? Can you send me some finished mm-hmm. shots? Because ultimately, let's be honest, 
90% of the 90% of the decision maker in a home is a woman. So I think when you're posting on your socials and you're putting posts out there, think about creating FOMO. Okay. You know, you want to have a look at a post and you want to say, wow, that extension looks amazing. Mm. I want my extension to look like that. I need to get in touch with these guys. Mm. People are not going to think that when they see a brick wall, for example. What about as sustainability becomes more and more important, what about um, a sort of cross-section of a wall showing exactly what they've done with the insulation? Might not be sexy, but do you think that's something that people would want to see, the, the, how the trades had actually done it, you know, tight and uh, correctly, et cetera, if, as they get maybe more educated in the next few years? If the customer has sustainability at the forefront of their mind when considering home improvement, mm. um, if they don't, if, if sustainability isn't high on their criteria, then no, I don't think that will, you know, tip them over the edge to, to think I really need to use this builder because they use X, Y, Z yeah. insulation. Well, they've got this attention, attention to detail. But the trouble is people don't necessarily understand what that looks like, do they, at the moment? No, they don't. They don't. And you know, I've seen a lot of jobs where customers are really happy with it um, mm. because it looks good. But actually, as somebody within the industry, you look at the job and you think that's really poor work. Okay. But at the end of the day, it's about what the customer wants, isn't it? And you're saying the finish is really, really important and people aren't making the most of that in terms of their marketing. Yeah. And that's what's going to get you customers. Or With all my clients, you know, so for example, I've got a garden room client. And they will send me their finished finished garden room. It looks great. But round the garden room, there is just mud and dirt. Right. So what we'll do is we'll go back to the customer three months later when the landscapers have been in and they've got the lantern lights and their cushions and their sofas. And we'll say, mm -hmm. can you take an updated photo? And we'll put that up on social media. And the engagement and the reach that they have in comparison to that first finished photo is massive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I took a look at your um, the NH site and obviously really heavily focusing on case studies. Not uh, and the, and the pictures are good because they're not brochure quality. If you if you know what I mean, yeah. they're not you know tweaked. They're kind of real, but they're yeah. also showing the work in detail. But again, it depends who your target audience is, and yeah. ninety percent of businesses I speak to don't have a strategy, and that's yeah. where they fall down. So a strategy outlines your tone of voice uh, how you talk on social media your ideal customers you know to the point of what they are interested in what they do on a weekend mm. because you need to get inside their head to resonate with them i think reviews and work and it, they're always going to be important for this kind of industry um you know but if you're not on social media and you're not showcasing your work um then you know your competitors are gonna gonna take over but I think one mm. of the most important things as well is be authentic and, right. you know, you can share your story. Uh, people remember stories more than they do brands. Okay. Um, you know, so I, I'm, I'm saying to my clients all the time, showcase your team, show behind the scenes. There's, there's a thing on Facebook and Instagram now called stories, which disappear right. after 24 hours. People remember stories and they get to know you as a brand. This is what, online marketing is about it's about building an online community of potential customers 
they are improving the insights of stories. Um, you know, okay. you, 2020, 2021, you couldn't really measure stories, but you can now. Um, and there's a lot of clickable elements now available on stories. So, for example, if you're promoting um, your portfolio or you, you know, okay. you're asking people to request a quote, you can send them now to your quote page on your website. Um, and there's a lot yeah. of engagement stickers that people can use because the way the algorithm works, all Facebook and Instagram care about is that your content is engaging to their use to their own users and it's keeping people on the platform. So what's the best kind of content to share? I think in terms of platforms, you share different types of content on different platforms. So Instagram has a very different tone of voice to say what LinkedIn does. Um, I think you need to focus on the platform wherever your customers hang out. So I, I would recommend don't get too stressed about the latest platform and you think you have to be on all of them. If your customers aren't on that platform, then you don't need to be either. So if you're predominantly B2B, you don't really need to be wasting your time creating reels on Instagram just because everybody else yeah. is. You know, if your target audience aren't on there, don't be on there. Don't try and be all things to all people. Absolutely. Right. I, I recommend kind of choosing one platform where your customers hang out and focus on that platform to start with and, you know, post quality, helpful, engaging content. And most importantly, be consistent. Uh -huh. um, okay. I think in terms of format, the best type of content, videos are huge at the moment. Mm -hmm. So Facebook and Instagram are pushing videos. So if you can focus on creating videos, and again, this doesn't mean you need to pull in a videographer and, you know, authentic videos that are taken on your phone. There's a lot of um, like free apps out there that you can, um, you know, you can edit videos on super, super quick. Okay. This is a tricky one, but for, for an SME builder, Facebook oriented campaign, um, short a short term mm -hmm. perhaps uh investment how much would you look have to sort of ballpark look at to, to put into this money wise so i always recommend a minimum of 20 pounds per day to do effective targeting so around 600 pound a month so you pay facebook for the privilege of being able to target yeah. um who you want to target but i think a lot of people get confused between boosting a post mm -hmm. and proper facebook ads yeah. so i don't i don't recommend boosting a post um okay you know if you boost a post feel free to reach out to me and ask why you shouldn't boost them but just don't they're a waste of money right. and they're, they're they're not good for conversions gdpr etc and all the concerns over that is there a danger mm -hmm. of spamming people that uh, you don't want to and alienating people against the the company and how do you get around that um, so you can run funnel campaigns. Mm -hmm. um, so top of funnel campaigns are people that have never even heard of your business before. We tend to focus a lot on middle of funnel and bottom of funnel, which are targeting people that have engaged with you on social media, have followed your social media pages, have been on your website, you know, yeah. ha have engaged in some way with your business. Um, one mm -hmm. thing is worth mentioning, um, which not a lot of people know, back in... Um, 20, May 2021, um, the iOS Apple updated um, their policies where you had to opt in or right. opt out of third-party apps. Yes. A lot of people obviously have said no, asked them not to track my data. So 
what that basically means is in terms of advertising is Facebook cannot send that information to your ad campaigns. But there are ways we work around that if you're running advertising campaigns. Yeah, so it really should only go to a very precisely targeted bunch of people. Yeah, who have opted in. Two two more very brief ones. Um, Sure. Quantity of content or quality, if you have to pick in a particular 100% quality. Right. 100% quality. You know, there's always, always quality. I think it's important to be consistent, but don't post just for the sake of posting. Okay. You know, I, I think if people aren't interested in your content, back to what I was saying before about the algorithm, mm. it won't show your content to more people because they will deem your content as uninteresting due to the lack of engagement. So what you want to do okay. is be posting quality content that generates engagement. Therefore, the algorithm will show your content to more people. And that quality might mean some personal stuff as well as pictures of them yeah it can be yeah and and, you know we use a range of content pillars which I think a lot of people get wrong it's not about sell 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 you know we we don't open Facebook in the morning and think I'm just going to go on Facebook to be sold to by my local driveway company it's intrusive marketing you know and I think with retargeting you you can turn facebook marketing into reactive marketing so if somebody has been talking about a driveway or they've been on a a website about a driveway we can retarget them with facebook ads there's one there's one more which is um what do you get from being an fmb member i I think from a consumer point of view it's just that reassurance that you are accredited um you know the um, inspectors come out on site and they inspect your work mm-hmm. um, every so often. You have to get your certificate and approval for, for being a member. Peace of mind. And I think from a construction point of view, it's it's kind of having somebody that you can go to if you do have any problems, um, you know, things like legal, um, any paperwork. So when we send out um, bill of quantities and tenders and RAMs and stuff like that, I believe they've got like templates for RAMs um, that you can send if you do more B2B stuff. So, yeah, we don't utilise it enough, um, but I know they do offer a lot. But the more they can do to tell homeowners exactly what fmb badge means it's going to be so important especially as people that i feel people are getting more and more engaged with what quality of houses really means they're almost the the kind of mark of quality at the moment in the the industry absolutely Uh, yeah yeah and i think you know as as a as a mm. business we we do need that we do need that um reassurance from customers that you know we do do quality work we do have great reviews but it is getting harder and harder because there are up and coming, um, you know, we we call them kind of lockdown builders, (laughs) you know, people that have just set up a business, um, you know, they don't have the experience and they're giving, um, you know, they're giving builders and and construction companies a a bit of a bad name. But Mm -hmm. I think the biggest challenge, I think for us as a company at the moment, and I'm sure for many, isn't marketing related. It's, it's the material prices, you know, we're, we're fully booked now until right. February next year. So what I'm finding difficult at the moment is to provide accurate quotes to yeah. a customer when I know in March 2023, that quote is probably going to change because of the material mm. price increase. Is, is social media a place where you can do that, managing expectations on the, on the materials? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I actually put up a blog on my website about 
Um, the blog is actually called Should We Relay Social Media Price Increase to Consumers on Social Media? That is what the blog is called. So that blog is... is <laughs> Yeah, um, so, yeah, we absolutely should. But yeah. I think we need to do it in layman's terms. Right. You know, not go too kind of in-depth from a construction point of view, but talk more. Again, I always go back to what the customer wants. So mm -hmm. talk more about how it's going to affect the customer. Say to them, this is an estimate. You know, your quote may change because of the material prices. But as long as you communicate that with the customer, right. I think everybody understands things are increasing at the moment. I don't use Twitter as a as a marketing platform, and right. I know there's a lot of my social media colleagues that do. Personally, I only go on Twitter to see what's trending in the news. Again, I'm very much return on investment driven, and as a return on investment platform to drive leads, I personally don't recommend it. I think if, if you're going to outsource your marketing, yeah. I wouldn't invest in a specialist to pay for it because you may not get that return. Mm. If you're going to do it yourself... The only investment you're making there is your time. So it depends how much your time is worth. Yeah. Well, on the question of time, I'd like to say thank you very much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me on. I hope your listeners find it helpful.